it was like I just felt like I was like on a treadmill and I couldn't get off. Yeah. And it was heavy and yeah. and it wasn't fun. It it just it wasn't my path, but I it took me a while to to turn around and find my path. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share new and different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Our guests come from many different and diverse backgrounds, and the one thing they all have in common is a passion for gratitude. I'm Julie Boye, a gratitude and gut health expert, and I love showing you different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Hello, my friends. I'm so grateful that you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, I'm inviting my friend Lisa Long to speak with us. She is a fantastic woman who has really been a leader as a psychic originally many years. She was actually one of the first psychics on the internet, but she is an incredibly accomplished woman. And we have a conversation that touches on so many things that I think will resonate with many of you. We talk about how she walked away from a marriage where everything seemed okay and on paper had a successful business with her husband and partner, and it turned out she just wasn't on the right path. It took a lot of courage to make that decision. We talk about Esther and Jerry Hicks and the book Ask and It Is Given, and we have a great conversation about how to raise our vibration and to spend more of our time in gratitude. We also move the conversation into talking about video games and how both Lisa and I like to have fun and enjoy ourselves playing video games. So if you're listening and you're a closet gamer like myself, this is giving you permission to go ahead and enjoy those video games and bring that joy and fun into your life. Before I share this interview with you, I wanted to share something really fun. Have you checked out my shop lately? If you go to wakeupwithgratitude.com, you'll see that the 2023 Wake Up With Gratitude calendar is already sold out. However, I am doing a very special clearance on my thank you cards. These thank you cards feature images taken here on Vancouver Island. Most of them are of the sunrise. There are 11 different designs to choose from, and the majority of these are blank inside. However, there are several that have words of gratitude inside them. And why I chose to put the words and the writing prompts inside is that I want to encourage you to send gratitude cards. These can be sent to family, friends, to clients, coworkers, whatever you choose. Right now, you can get them for $3.50 Canadian or buy three and the fourth one is free. Once I've cleared out this inventory, we're going to make room for brand new designs later in 2023. And note that this clearance pricing will not be available on future orders. So it's a great time to stock up. Take a look at wakeupwithgratitude.com for more on these beautiful thank you cards. Okay, friends, let's get right into this interview with Lisa Long. Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm welcoming Lisa Long to the podcast. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Julie. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, I'm so excited when I saw your podcast because gratitude is, is one of the main things that I help people with. Oh, amazing. Well, I'm so excited to get into this and hear your story. And for those who have not yet had the chance to meet Lisa, 
She is an intuitive success coach for influencers and media professionals. She is a producer and a screenwriter, a master teacher, a member of SAG-AFTRA, a number one best-selling author of several books, including Five Easy Steps to Meditation and Be Meditating in Five Minutes. Uh, We'll link to that because you can actually download that book for free. She is a master teacher of the laws of the universe, a leadership and inspirational speaker, and a high-level psychic coach. In fact, she was one of the first psychics on the internet. So I can already tell we have so much to talk about, which is exciting to our audience here at the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. But first, as always, I love to hear a little bit about my guest's story. So Lisa, tell me a little bit about yourself. I mean, there's so much to share, but just well, sort of some you. of the, you know, things that might connect us back to, um, you know, how gratitude became so important into your life and maybe your work as a psychic as well. Well, I'm, I'm mainly a teacher now. I oh. still do private sessions through my website, my main website, lisalong.com, but my classes are on the one that you'll link with the five steps to meditation book. and. When I was married in Hawaii and I was in publishing and advertising and I always I always was psychic I could always see my guides I always knew uh things but I kind of was given a hard time for knowing things like <laughs> how do you know that cuz I could tell when people were lying and everything and and then and a lot of people would just tell me their uh personal stories are their deepest secrets like total strangers <laughs> and I realized okay all these people are just talking to me like they've known me for 20 years and and when I was in Hawaii I had this advertising agency publishing firm mm-hmm. and we did these big catalogs and everything it was a million dollars for a press run wow and it was just me it was me and my ex and it's, it just felt so heavy. It's like life felt heavy. And I, I started, I got guidance to go to a bookstore and get a spiritual book. It almost fell off the shelf. <laughs> and I and I brought it home and I started reading it. And I'd, I'd already, you know, read some over the years, but I kind of gave them up because I was in business and doing uh, professional. I had employees in, in Hawaii. That's my 11-11 reminder. So, oh, it's like I I heard a, a bell ring and I thought, is the doorbell ringing here? But my dogs didn't bark. <laughs> That's my 11 11 uh, So, you set it up on whatever you want to remind you, and then it comes on and says, Laugh and appreciate. Hmm. So, you move your vibration up, yeah, at that time. So we'll definitely anyway. get we'll get back into the reminders. Okay. I want to talk more about that because I think that's really important. So I'll let you continue with your story, but I've made a note to go back to that. Okay, cool. So my I, my ex, I mean, we built this beautiful house overlooking with a pool with a waterfall overlooking the Kailua Kona coast. Had kids and offices in Boulder and um, Hawaii. And I was so stressed out. I was working all the time. It was hard to even enjoy the life because we were working all the time. And and my ex wanted me to put my spiritual books in the cupboard. (laughs) 
He didn't want anybody to see them. And, and I'm like, oh. And then the angels came to my house. And my ex was Jewish, and he didn't believe in any of this weird shit. And for me, it was like, oh, hi, guys. Like, my friends appeared, and I could see them and everything. And, and I'm going to take this off. It's making noise. And so my uh, – all at once, I was just like, oh, hi, guys. I see you. You're Let's, let's have fun. And they told me, you're – not behind but you really you had other things you were going to do with this life this isn't it and I'm like oh shit and I all at once I felt this I'm behind I'm behind I'm behind kind of energy but because mm. I set up what I wanted to do in this life and I wasn't quite doing it yet and and my ex who didn't believe in any of this stuff all at once started see, experiencing his past lives as a woman in Egypt and all these ancient countries. And I mean, he was full body channeling and they were taking him through all these past lives and everything. And it just blew his mind. And he ended up becoming a pretty famous angel artist. Like if you buy angel books, he's in, he's in some of them. Wow. And he's still a painter and he left and I became, and I opened world psychics with my partner who showed up within days i mean my new partner uh michael mcavoy and because i would say stuff like oh i oh to my ex i would say oh i just know that or i see that or do you see that or do you and do you get that and he'd like no that's dumb like leave me alone i don't believe that crap and and then i met michael and he's like oh yeah that's right oh yeah that's right (laughs) oh yeah that's right and michael was one of the um he was like an awakened Edgar Casey, mm-hmm. so he could he could read anybody anywhere, and we did all our sessions from Hawaii with our eyes closed over the telephone. There wow. was no Zoom then, and for people, I'd read people all over the world. So if somebody would call me in, like England, and want a session, and they'd ask about their brother who's in Indonesia, right? And I can read yeah. everybody anywhere. Yeah. So I taught him how I read, which was emotions. And Michael taught me how he read, which was minds. He could read minds. And so then we became world psychics and did that for 15 years or so until he went to the other side in 2009. Mm-hmm. He was 18 years older than me. And okay. he left with the almost the same thing. He left with a form of leukemia that, uh, you know, Esther Hicks. Yeah. I've talked to Esther a few times. I've met her. And, yeah. And she's um, she has a similar. Jerry left within three months of Michael with the same thing. Yeah. And they both left with the form of leukemia and they were in, I think Jerry was 20 years older than her. It's, you know, just pause for a sec, just in case people aren't familiar. You and I are speaking familiarly with uh, Esther and Jerry Hicks. So um, my favorite book of theirs is called Ask and It Is Given. And, um, you know, can you just explain a little bit about the relationship between Esther and Jerry? Uh, well, I'm, I can't really, I mean, yeah, they I, were, I but he, had a wonderful relationship. Yeah. No, I meant like in terms of the channeling that would happen. Right. So oh, yeah, he supported her channeling, which I, yeah. was so nice. Like yeah. they, uh, went all over the world and she's still doing it now yeah. channeling yeah. for a huge group. She, they came here right after 
COVID opened up and I went oh, to a, I'm in Den, in the Denver area and I, yeah. I went and saw her again, but I've been on three cruises with her. Oh, so she cool. even waved at me. In the, oh, so cool. In the, so, okay. Let's pause for a minute. Cause you've shared some incredible things already in such a very short time. And I am wondering, um, you know, some of our listeners might be like, a little bit like your ex-husband was before he had his like awakening moment before he connected with the angels and uh, past lives and all of that. So if someone right now is listening and they're like, Lisa, this sounds great, but like, I don't really know how I can believe in any of this. Like, you know, I'm not sure this makes any sense. Like, what do you say to someone when they're and maybe deep down they're having experiences, but they're just right. Like they said, they're putting their spiritual books in the closet, like with the cupboard doors closed. So what do you say to someone like that who might be listening in and going, I don't know, Lisa, I'm not sure if this stuff is real or not. Well, you can't go back. Uh-huh. And once you know stuff and you're like, my life basically blew up. I mean, yeah. I had this like, it's, couple it's like a multi-million dollar house and business and everything in Hawaii and all at once everything blew up (laughs) and I went back to um like well I went and lived in Indonesia for three months because it was actually cheaper to fly to Indonesia during the divorce and live there and then then to rent a house in Hawaii yeah because just because it was so expensive and and so my whole life changed mm-hmm. when I when all that happened because it literally took us a few years to ground back into our body. Wow. Because we were so high level. I was so high level. People would think things and I'd have these darts hitting me and stuff. Like I could see these arrows and darts and pulling swords out. <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> And so I I had to clear all that stuff. Even like I took my daughter to the elementary school and and the lady looked at me like, oh, you haven't combed her hair right. See, I can hear all the thoughts. Why didn't you comb her hair? And I'm like dodging these darts coming at me. So it's 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 intense. And most people don't go through that level. But I did because I was really asking to wake up. I was really asking for something better. So if you ask, 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 yeah. then all at once you go, it's it's like a big change. But if you're continually, you know, staying in gratitude like you teach and and just moving up, okay, let's turn on this ability and let's turn on that ability mm-hmm. and let me just be more of who I am, then it's a more easier path. But a lot of things in your life are going to change. I do not teach, oh, do this and everything's just going to get better. Right. Because a lot of times it gets worse for a while. Yeah, that it's so true. This the the change that ends up being the life-changing thing doesn't always start out really good. And you know, there's something else you said that really struck a chord and I think will strike a chord with our listeners is you had everything. You had this really successful business. You were living in Hawaii, you had the family, all these things. And you just, you didn't even have time to enjoy it. There was no, there wasn't the joy. And well, it felt heavy. It felt heavy. It was like, I just felt like I was like on a treadmill and I couldn't get off. Yeah. And it was heavy and yeah. and it wasn't fun. 
it it just it wasn't my path but i it took me a while to to turn around and find my path yeah oh lisa and i was so loyal in the marriage right he had a woman pulled him out of the marriage Mm, okay and if she hadn't done that i would have just suffered longer (laughs) because i was being loyal (laughs) i think a lot of what happened in your past and your story is relevant today for a lot of people and you know, I we're uh, we're on video right now. I know you're listening to the audio, but Lisa has the word joy lit up behind her in the video frame. And I also this year, you know, I've made made decisions that allowed me to just choose to be in joy as much as possible in the day. And when I shared that with a few people, their rebuttal to that is, well, yes, and you know, you know that you need to work hard in order to be successful, in order to have money and all these things. And I was like, I hear you, but I tried that model for a really long time and it completely burnt me out. And my body like rebelled against me and like, won't let me work and all these things. And I hear your story, Lisa, and I feel this vibration of joy. And I, I look to you as like a a shining light in a sea of people that are just there's the joy has gone out of their lives. So we you mentioned about the oh sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well we're we're brainwashed with it. Right. We're brainwashed with do this, do that, be successful. If you're successful and if you have a nice car and if you have a nice house and they don't tell you if you're happy, you're successful. Yeah, and happiness yeah. brings more success. Sure, it's a higher dimension. It's a higher vibration, which is what you teach. The gratitude, yeah. yes, puts you on a higher dimension, and that draws towards you everything you desire. And it's easy and it's flowing, but not yeah. at first, usually, because you've got your old subconscious patterning and beliefs you have to let go of to get there. Yeah, the letting go, I think, is the hardest, and I think. Like you said, it's this this story we've been told for so so long that you know if you just work hard, you're you'll be successful. Especially as entrepreneurs, right? It's like you just have to work hard as an entrepreneur and you'll be successful. And I was like, but I've been working hard for over fifteen years and I don't feel really successful, as they say. Yeah, so, and I I worked yeah. hard. I was successful, and it sucked. <laughs> So, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'd rather have fun and play. Yeah. Drive an old car <laughs> and, and, you know, just enjoy my life. And I'm, oh. I'm sure I could buy a new car at some point, but it's not important to me to show the world who I am in that way. Right? Oh, like 14-year-old, oh, look, I got this hot car, boom, 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 and they run down the street. Um, and I always, and they, they're really loud when they push your gas, and I go, I'm impressed, because <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> that's so, that, what you just said, though, right? It's like, it's not important for me to show people about how impressive I am, right? Like, with my car, or whatever. And yeah, we definitely... Even though I said I wasn't caught up in that, I definitely did get caught up in that. But now I'm very happy. You know, my my vehicle is almost five years old and we're keeping it. We leased it also because there are no 
hybrid vehicles available and I'm just glad I have one. So I'm grateful to keep it and to, and it's better for the environment if we keep things for longer. So all good yeah, things. Nice. All I, good I things. mean, I'd love to have a Tesla or something, but right now I, I have my broadcast studio in the garage, so I couldn't put it in. I wouldn't want a new car if I can't put it in a garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially where you live, for sure. And it's it's priorities. What makes you happy? <sighs> what makes you happy? What brings you joy? And I think also that so many people forgot what brings us joy, or we don't want to admit the things that bring us joy because we're like embarrassed that it's something really little or that we don't want to strive anymore. And that, you know, if we're not striving, then we can't possibly be in joy. And, you know, one of the things that I know for a long time that this brings me joy is to go to the beach and watch the sunrise and take photos. The taking photos thing is actually part of my joy is sharing my photos. That's, that's a huge thing of joy to my life. And, you know, I really like struggled with myself of the value of that, right? Like what's the value in just taking photos of a sunrise? It's sharing love and joy and beauty. That's bringing light to the world. Yeah. Because wherever you go, when you're vibrating a high level vibration, wherever you go, you're literally uh, externalizing light codes through your DNA and it catches. It Other people around you feel it. Just like the people who are listening to this will feel the energy I'm running. It will help feel make them feel better. It'll help uplift them. But the next day, they might cry more. Because once you move to another higher level vibration, then all the stuff that doesn't vibrate at that level comes up to clear. That's why it's a it's a process. You just keep moving up, you so you get higher, and then you're ah, I'm great. The next day you're like, oh shit, <laughs> I'm crying. But you don't drop down <laughs> as low as you were before. Oh no, right? you never do. Yeah, that's it. But, so but you have to be willing to clear those beliefs. They'll come up. Well, mama said, well, daddy said, well, they didn't know they were asleep. They had no idea how to wake up consciously. Yeah. They did the best they could. They came out of what World War II, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And and they, I mean, it was heavy and dense then, and they came in, and now it's our turn to bring higher levels. And then the young kids are bringing even higher levels of joy and yeah wonderment and appreciation and and they just know i kids just know that they have value until people hammer them down (laughs) i my daughter uh hasn't been in a public education system since partway through second grade and she's in what would be seventh grade it's so funny we always she always asks me she's like what grade am i in i'm like well you'd be in seventh grade but because we've been, she's been home with me for this time. We don't have that. And I do find that, you know, she's thankfully not had a lot of her passion and her childhood spirit. You know, she's a 12 year old who enjoys playing still with horses, like, like figurine horses and things like a lot of very childish, like childish things, but it's play and it's creative play and I love it so much. And I feel like if she had been potentially in the traditional school system, you know, that that play, because a lot of 12-year-olds are home doing homework every night. They're in all bunch of activities. 
and then they go to bed and wake up and do the same thing every day. So the the space for play, like you said, it's just, it's not even in their lives anymore. And then it's about finding it again as adults. So you found it, you found play. Well, they would have made fun of her. The other kids would have made yeah, fun of her. For sure. And then she would have had to deal with the peer pressure. Yeah. And find herself again. When I, when I, well, I'll get back to your question in a second, but when I uh, was little, I was totally awake. Right. I could see my parents were alcoholics, abusive, and they fought all the time. And I could see these dark boogies. I call them little boogies. And I teach people how to clear those. I have a free video on YouTube. Lisa Long's The Release. And and the little boogies would stick to them and egg them on. Like, you know, in the picture where there's a little bad guy on the shoulder and a little good guy on the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. these little boogies are little dark, dark. Mm. they're like they're not fuzzy because they're not physical so they're like cloudy they're cloudy thought forms okay and the only way they stay in existence is by getting energy so they run around trying to get from energy from people Mm. and so if you're in a if you're in depression you're on a low dimension and you attract more of those Right. Boogies. And then they, if you, if one of them floats over and I'm, I'm working on screenplays and stuff to bring this to the, the world through uh, the entertainment industry. And when they, uh, I'm, I'm in the entertainment industry too. Mm-hmm. And so when they stick, they uh, attract more like them. And then your level goes down. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm not good enough, then you, this little boogie can float, float over and, It'll be attracted. It'll it'll stick on you, and then it, more people. It'll attract more boogies like that. Right, right. And so then you get you feel heavier and heavier and heavier, and then you do the release, and you're clear, and yeah. it, and it sends them into the light. I don't throw them off because then they're still floating around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I made a note so that we can link back so that people can find that. That's really amazing. Um, No, my question was just about how you found play in your life. Oh, gosh, I'm still finding it. (laughs) (laughs) This is the thing, though. You you know, you talk about these things, joy and the creative arts and play and all these things that society has told us aren't important. But I think we've got it totally backwards. Oh, yeah, we do. I play video games. So do I. I love them. And my kids got got me into it and then they couldn't get their computer back. (laughs) (laughs) And they loved it because their mom was doing something with them. And yeah, I, I stopped. I used to work, gosh, sometimes I worked one or two in the morning. Right. I mean, I just, I worked all the time. I was looking at the light table before they had, when I was doing paste up and making magazines and stuff. Yeah looking in a fluorescent light and it was it was working all the time and then I computerized and that's when we became real uh, successful yeah because I was an early adopter and then but I was still working all the time and now I don't work that much I just I play more I have more fun Mm -hmm. I people pay me a lot of money to talk to me personally as a as a personal psychic. Yeah. And, and I have classes for people who can't afford my personal sessions because I want to help people up level. 
And I want to help people understand that they have value in this world mm. and that we're here to play. The kids know it. Yeah. They, they, and if you just watch successful people, as far as successful in joy and doing fun things, a lot of them, they don't work very hard. Yeah, it's, oh, I hear myself in your story because I I thought I didn't work that much, but I I did. I worked so much and worked myself into a state of chronic pain where I could not even like use my computer at all. It didn't matter how I set it up. Didn't matter standing, sitting, ergonomic, whatever. It nothing was allowing me to even be working on my computer. And I would I would get mad at myself if I would stop and play video games, or I would be frustrated if I was like late coming back from the beach in the morning, right? All these things because I had to get more work done. And I just realized, you know, this summer that I really had it backwards. And it's interesting, you know, you mentioned video games and, you know, most people don't know, like, well, they might know that I'm married to, I'm married to a gamer. My husband is a gamer. He's been a gamer since he was a teenager. He does live streaming on Twitch. So he loves playing games, but I also enjoy playing games, not to the same sort of level, but um, it's fun. And also you learn stuff and it's also like you can improve your emotional intelligence when you play a game and well, your brain too, because yeah. you're like, yeah, you, you problem really solving. it's your brain working. Yeah. You have to figure it out and yeah. small motor skills. Yep. I, unless you have a, a Wii with, no, you know, where you can do large, no fitness. Skills. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. Oh, no, but some of the games are fun. Yeah. Like I have one where you actually run. Right. And you run and you you're literally running and you have these things on your legs and stuff and they know yeah. when you're running. It's pretty cool. And that's good for the winter. Thanks for reminding me about that. Because There's <laughs> no outside and I can't go running. <laughs> I don't know. I just think like I just think, you know, there's such a negative. Somebody decided that video games are bad. And I think that there can be so much benefit. And because of the play and the fun you can have and the joy that you can, you know, when you achieve something in a game, like it's so much fun. So Lisa, you've just, I think you've just opened this door for a lot of people with this, with our conversation today, I think remind and maybe reminded other people of things that they had forgotten about and ways to connect back into their joy. Um, I want to bring it back to gratitude for a minute. Something you said to me when we had our conversation before we recorded the podcast was you had said that gratitude can put you on a different dimension. Well, it does. Yeah. Tell me about that. It does. See, the lower dimension depression. Mm -hmm. See, we exist on all dimensions. We're everywhere. We're multidimensional. But most people in in human consciousness are kind of looking out through the material plane and they think that this table's real and everything's real and that's all there is. And then as you start waking up, you get fourth dimensional consciousness. So you start questioning a lot of your belief systems and waking up. And then when you get to like fifth dimensional consciousness, you're teaching and stuff and you can hold the fields, you can hold the energy. When people are at a lower level, you pull them up without getting their crap. But if you start too early, you can pick up their crap and then that'll pull you down. So Mm -hmm. you've got to work on yourself to get clear. 
And so hot, gratitude, your higher self is always on like a really high dimension. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the two, second, third, fourth, that's all. We're just making that up because it's it's not really that way. But I mean, you could say it's thousands and millions of dimensions because it really is. And so, but your higher self is always way up there in love, joy, happiness, appreciation, abundance. Mm-hmm. And so the more you get your vibration up, your higher self is always moving toward everything you've asked for. You said you read the book, Ask and Receive. So it's already become what you want. And it's radiating that energy of you are this. So if you want to be a great writer, your higher self's already a great writer. Mm. Right? And it holds that vibration. But your mind says, well, oh, but I don't know how to spell. Or, oh, but. And so you have all these old buts you clear. And then, oh, but do I have to market it? And oh, but. And so eventually you get there. Okay. But the more you hold the vibration of love, appreciation, gratitude, then the opportunities come to you because your higher self's already at that vibration. So you'll all at once you'll get like, call this person or. Or turn left when you're walking or go to Starbucks and get a coffee or some simple thing. And you'll meet somebody who will say, oh, I need a writer or I need a person Mm. who does this. Otherwise, if you're at a low vibration, you won't act on those impulses. And so it it totally changes your whole life when you stay at a high vibration. And it makes it ease and flow. That's where ease is because it's vibrating faster. Right. And you're vibrating slow. It's working through mud. Right. That's and then why you in, think you have to work. Yes. Yeah, so, so if you're in the fast flowing river, you're just going with and going with the current instead of, I think most of us have spent our, our lives swimming upstream against the current. <laughs> so we I think were trained. It was, right. We were trained that way. Of years of Oh, I know. It's, yeah. it's, oh, incredible. So yeah. you gave us a really great strategy very early in our conversation um, about these reminders that you have in your phone. So tell yeah. me about those. I used to have them every hour, but I got it. It's a lot. <laughs> it's like, so I put it on right now. I have it at 11, 11 and three thirty three, And I think uh, five fifty five or six or whatever. I don't, I have it on three times a day and it says, and it just is on my calendar and it says laugh and appreciate. And so then the computer automatically brings it up. Ding reminder laugh and appreciate right so if i'm feeling kind of like unconscious sometimes you go unconscious sure and so if i'm unconscious and i hit that i'm i hear that i'm like oh wake up yeah. i mean you could put wake up yeah laugh and appreciate. i mean that's what the podcast is right yeah you could just you wake know something to get you yeah. to go forward and, and come back to yourself yeah, come back. So. It's true because everything is happening like it's already happened and it's all right now. And we just forget because we our head, we live somewhere else. Like we're, we're not present to what is actually here right now. And a reminder on our phone, like you said, and those great times, 11-11 or 1-11, like those times in your phone just bring you back and like remind you and put you. And that's really what for me a gratitude practice does is it like, Reminds me right now, like where I where am I? I'm here. Here I am now. This is it. There's nothing, nothing is wrong in this moment. Well, and right? the gratitude is not big things, it's little things. Little things. Yeah. It's like right now I'm warm. 
I'm so glad they made heaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know. Like, there, there's, and I have a blankie, you know, it's like, if it's cold, I put my yeah. blankie on. Yeah. It's like, and, and the computer is, I love my computer. See, can you feel that when I said I love my computer, yeah. my heart burst, right? Yeah. So I felt a heart burst come out. When you just run these little, this is so cool, and I love this, and I love this little ring I bought, and I love my earrings, and I love my hair, and you just just start Appreciate getting it. into yeah, it, and, it's, and you'll start feeling it, and that's the key. If oh. you have, if if you go, I love my hair, and you get a gut crunch, then don't do that. Because you're not ready for it. Ooh, that's so important. I, I like my hair. Or yeah. maybe I kind of like my hair until that you don't feel the gut crunch. Yeah. And then you can move forward again. But that's a lot of people just teach. Right, to pretend like it. And and that's, you have to, you have to feel the energy and see if it's flowing. Yeah. It reminds me of Louise Hay and affirmations where I think they, the affirmations got turned into something that was aspirational as opposed to affirming the things that you love, what you have already, this, you know, desire to bring goodness into her life. Like one of my favorite Louise Hay things was like going around your kitchen and just thanking your appliances, right? Oh, I'm so grateful for my blender. Thank you for me. Like that's, I make a shake every morning. I have a beautiful Vitamix blender that I've had now for, uh, a, a, I think, 11 years. It's beautiful. And I love my blender. I make, I, we use it two or three times a day, every single day, right? But like you said, why would I, no one's going to think about being grateful for a blender, but it's, it's just this like beautiful way to put yourself in that high vibration as often as possible. I can feel it right now. I'm sure our listeners can feel it. I feel the energy from you sharing with us today i'm just loving it so much <laughs> and then and when you'd love your i like my coffee pot <laughs> it's like <laughs> and my coffee and you just start out loving things and it yeah. just flows and it gets easier every day it gets easier and it pulls you out of that crap because the crap floats around earth so it's not just yeah. your crap there's stuff around earth so when you get in gratitude you get above it and that stuff doesn't even bother you anymore you know, I, freedom. I have a big, I have a big world vision and I, I dream of a world where everyone simply chooses to wake up with gratitude because it is free. It is easy and it is life-changing when you make that decision to choose, to choose to find things to be grateful for just starting your day. Even if that's the only time you practice gratitude in your day, it lifts your vibration. I think it was Esther Hicks who said, it's like, those first 17 seconds or something after you're consciously awake, it's like, what are those thoughts? And plant those into your mind as you go but through. Go to get bed with gratitude too. And go to bed. Gratitude. Absolutely. Just love your pillow, love your yeah. blankie, love your, you go, just go, oh, this is so nice. This feels so good. And you only have to do it for a few seconds and then you'll yeah. wake up in a better vibration. Absolutely. But don't judge yourself if you don't. Right. Just as important. Just go get your coffee <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh my goodness. Lisa, you know, I could talk to you for hours. I adore you. I love your energy. It's really? it's coming through the screen. And I'm sure that our podcast listeners will feel it through this conversation. Um, you mentioned a lot of links. We'll place them into the show notes. But for those that are listening and want to find you, where's the easiest way to find you on the internet? Enlightened Life Academy. Okay. 
com. Great. Yeah. Send people there. Um, thank you so much again, Lisa. Is there anything you want to leave our listeners with today? Oh, understand that you are much more than you've ever believed you are. And, you know, it. people say love yourself. Well, if you come out of a dark place, that's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. So every little step in that loving direction brings you closer so just take little baby steps at a time to love something simple in your life and appreciate it and it'll start flowing and that's the momentum and it builds and it gets easier because you have your higher self helping you the whole way which you call god or source or whatever you buddha it doesn't matter they don't care (laughs) just whatever whatever's creating you and that you're creating your existence your source of life yeah. is loving you. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being with us today on the podcast. I appreciate you. And I'm just so thankful that we connected in this way. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. God bless you. Take care. Thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I appreciate you. If you're not already following us on your favorite app, make sure you click on the check or follow podcast so you'll be alerted every time there's a new podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and want to help us grow, here's some easy things that you can do. You can leave a review on your favorite app. You can share this podcast with a friend and send it directly. And you can also share through social media. Feel free to tag me on any posts in your stories and I'll repost. Thank you to Paul Tedeschini for doing the post-production audio for the podcast. And one last thing. I hope you're choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.